Hey yo. Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks because, because duality, duality is a thing. All right, all right. Here we are. So this is a little bit different. This is my first time. What's my second time without having Antoinette on the ones and twos? I have a special guest mm-hmm. who has been here before but is returning again. Mm-hmm. This is probably going to be the most problematic. Very. It's going to be a problem. <laughs> podcast like us. that y'all be. have ever heard on Around the Way Curls because I do not have Antoinette there to temper. <laughs> so I have with me... My lifelong friend, best friend, Sahaitu. What's your middle name? Umlak Om Abi. <laughs> Say <it> that again. <laughs> Sahaitu Umlak Om Abi. So you know it's about to get weird. Yep. <laughs> om as in O M as in the Om that's tattooed on my body twice. So Sahaitu is a long lifetime friend. Our parents met in Hawaii mm-hmm. and where I was born and Sahaitu returned. Mm-hmm. Where were you born at? Where were you born? I was born in Philadelphia you were born in on Philly. City Light Avenue. On City Light Avenue. But your family moved to Hawaii. Yeah. My Hawaii. parents met there. That's my how real Hawaiians say Hawaii. Yes. Hawaii. 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 Oh. <laughs> Sorry. And so there as babies, our parents met in Hawaii developed a friendship, and then they went their separate ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Unbeknownst to them, they both went their separate ways and returned back to Philadelphia. And Sahaitu and I reconnected while in first grade. My mother was pulling me out of first grade to homeschool me, and Sahaitu's mother was putting her into second grade to begin the schooling process. So. Shout out to Lingelbach. Lingelbach. Y'all know that. Shout out, Mount Airy. I'll never forget. I was like, this shit is weird. Weird, yeah, it was weird. I I used to wear essential oils for deodorant back then. <laughs> That's how weird it was. Hey, <laughs> the school was weird. I had not, I didn't learn I was weird yet. But I was like, mm. I thought I I was picking up that something was wrong with school because I remember sitting because we went from kindergarten where you like fucking playing and playing with like blocks and you're Toys, running around. Yeah, simple. Arches it's and fun. arcs with and, the blocks, yeah. with the yellow blocks. And then we went to first grade and I was like, hold up. Why we got to be in lines all the time? What is mm-hmm. this weird box with a slit in it? Mm-hmm. Why are these lights so bright? This what about feels- the styrofoam plates with the beans and the hot dog? Do you remember oh. the cafeteria? No, my right. mom pulled me out. I was like, you Mom, something ain't right here. These lights are bright. My teacher's weird and they want us to stand in lines. And she was like. Pledge of Allegiance? Yeah, nah. You remember the Pledge of Allegiance? I do. I pledge, alle- I pledge to allegiance the flag, to the flag of the United, United States, States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We are clones. 
That's cr- we shouldn't know that. Well, of course we do. Do you know? Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening listening skies what in the cia is that (laughs) lifting skies loud as the rolling sea yeah after that i I was like my Mm -mm. name sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has brought us Mm-hmm. Oh no! What does that even mean? Is that about our slave past? Langston Hughes wrote that shit. Is Who that wrote about that? Our slave past? Oh, That's God deep. If that me. is, did Laura it Hill is. sing that? I thought she wrote that. She wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> that is that Sister Act? That was. Mm. Oh God! What did Lauren Hill sing yeah, on that? I don't read that many books. First of all, that's not a book. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a movie, <laughs> and I'm not sure who wrote Lift Every... I think it was Langston Hughes. Was God it? help us. I don't, I'm, I'm just making... I'm putting on that tone where I kind of know what I'm talking about, but I don't. That's so. how you're going to sound the rest of this? That's how I sound. I'm looking this up. Langston Hughes. <laughs> oh, song by J. Rosamond Johnson and James Weldon Johnson. Oh, my niggas. both wrong. Okay, Langston great. Hughes and... So it was Langston Hughes? No. <laughs> okay, no. J. Rosamond Johnson and, and James Weldon. Jo- anyway. J. Johnson's. J. Johnson's. J. J. Okay. J. J. You, you and M. wrote that. that. <laughs> you remember that. Okay? <laughs> Don't forget that. Learn that on the show. Maya Angelou did not write oh. Lift Every Voice and Sing. <laughs> just so. <laughs> Lauren Hill did not either. <laughs> In Sister Acts. <laughs> she didn't sing that. Never mind. So, so hi too again. I'm sorry. Antoinette has bronchitis. She is not well. Um, we miss you, Antoinette. We miss you, Antoinette. And everyone's going to. Um, I can see her head in the room right now. I feel like she's watching over she us. She is. She's probably awake. Like they're gonna fuck this shit up. Like I'm gonna have to listen to this. It's gonna be terrible. We're gonna lose followers. How am I gonna edit this? They're gonna be cursing. They're gonna say very problematic things. Jojo's on the phone ter- right now, FaceTiming. <laughs> she's outside the door. Sending it over to Antoinette. They're they're messing up mom already. Um but yeah, so we're t- returning from um a little break. We had a break last week and we're returning from Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving, Haitu? My Thanksgiving was great. My sisters, they're like twenty something, so we all cooked food together. I have a classic vegetarian duck dish I made. We had cranberry sauce. We made stuffed shells the day after and we actually like divvied them up so um my family we're kind of always in starvation mode and it has something to do with being vegetarian as a kid and only having one small pound of tofu amongst four (laughs) adult grown children so we count our food oh right so we all had 14 shells out to share it was an amazing thanksgiving thank you for just doing your you and your sisters yeah i i really enjoyed your stories thank you it looked really fun it made me Wish I had two younger sisters. Yes. I have Jojo. Jojo's like my younger sister. Yeah, She's like my broke best friend. <laughs> what did you guys do? What did you do? Um, we did kind of like a Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. So we went to a friend's house. I guess I'm not one of those friends. Well. You hear that part? Mm-hmm. 
Like, okay, yeah, keep going. <laughs> keep going, Shanti. Go ahead. We go went, ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long life. We went friends. To, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. We went to Rashid's friends. Suleha and Femi. They're your friends. Boyfriends too. over friends. You see this, you all. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't even hang out with my mom and my sister. So <laughs> you see this, you all. <laughs> this is why she's not getting good blessings. <laughs> but I had one job and I ruined it. What was that? To make the macaroni and cheese. Oh, I fucked the macaroni what? and cheese up. How? Normally, Saito, I make good macaroni yeah, that's what I'm and cheese. Saying. Right? I've been there with you actually a couple <sighs> Thanksgivings ago. You put vegetables in it. You usually put broccoli. And no, I didn't do that because I didn't want the black to people to get somebody. freaked out. You're like, I don't want somebody. black people. Like, like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is this broccoli doing? Normally, I do put, I think broccoli <clears throat> with cheese and noodles is genius. But I didn't do it. But I also overcooked it. It was dry. It was just, it was shameful. I am ashamed. Why were you trying to impress them? And then you I wasn't trying to up. impress them. I was just like, let me just make a traditional mac and you cheese. You don't know how to do that, though. I don't. <laughs> who, who are you trying to be, Shanti? Some basic person who makes bland mac and cheese without vegetables? You try and constipate them on every level? I did. I messed up. It. I ruined it. And then, <laughs> and then the, my friend's mother is from the UK. And she's like, you know, I've never had good macaroni and cheese. It's always dry. Oh. And Rashid was like, no, it's not. <laughs> You've never had good macaroni. Still and like, he was basically macaroni. just like, no, it's definitely not this. Still bad. It's, it's just whatever. What else was on the menu? Um, We went over to Femi's mm-hmm. family's house. Femi's Nigerian. So they had this mm. really delicious um, spicy soup. I don't know what it's called. Um, really good cabbage, delicious cabbage. Mm. Um, Do they celebrate Thanksgiving? In Nigeria, in Nigeria, no, they don't. Okay. So that's why they give a fuck. And Nigerians don't really fuck with cheese. So I was right. okay. I'm glad oh, I wasn't okay. like in a room full of black you Americans. Would've I would have been like, you. "Yo, you don't have to go home, you bitch. <laughs> you need to leave. You got to leave and order some from somebody." <laughs> <laughs> no, so they didn't really care. I was with Nigerians and white people that were just like, "Oh, that's interesting. That's different. That's see, this is why your macaroni and cheese didn't work out in that space." Or they didn't care. Okay, yeah, that too. They weren't eating the shit anyway. <laughs> but anyway, that's ha- that happened. Um, Hold up. So what's, uh, real qu- quick question, Thanksgiving, do we believe in it? Is it just like a family day? It's like, just a family it's day. It's a family day. Okay. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people talking about the Franks Thanksgiving, the Friendsgiving, and it's like more popular than Thanksgiving. I mean, but hasn't Thanksgiving always been Friendsgiving anyway? Well, I think that Thanksgiving was all, like, no, people, Thanksgiving was like, this is what you do with your family. And I think now we're like, our family's toxic. Mm. And Facts. so I'm going with my friends. And I did not go with my friend, my family because they're toxic. Right. I just didn't, didn't. want to go Yeah, yeah. with where they were going. I so. wonder what Thanksgiving will be in like 10 years, you know, 20 years from now. Will it be Thanksgiving? Will it be Friendsgiving? Will we have turkeys? It'll will always be boxes? Thanksgiving. No. Yeah. It's always going to stay the same. It's just that there will be no food to eat. Oh, we will be. It will be. Dark. <laughs> it will, there it will, will be, be rats. There will be stuffed rats. It it will be dark. It will be dark. There will yeah. be no sun. There will be no food. There will be no real meat. There will be no, oh. It will be all fake protein. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. It's already fake. How many of y'all are going to McDonald's and getting your 
McNuggets. McChicken McNuggets. It's just, it's just, what is it? It's protein, right? They just put something in a Petri dish and it grows into That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to create the meat that, um, I was watching this on Netflix, actually. They're trying to create Petri dish that you can create meat that does not, one, require that animals to to use all of those resources of water and land. Mm -hmm. And then... Two, it doesn't have to be killed, basically. Or wait, what? Is that right? I don't know. We're not scientists, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but we both watched the same Netflix episode. I didn't remember uh, a goddamn thing. Month ago. <laughs> Did you watch that too? That's education when you get to be 30 and above. <laughs> it's some shit in a Petri dish. They try to put the humans in a Petri dish and feed us other humans. <laughs> now we talk about it on a podcast. Wow. Sharing it's it with... Circle of life. And these niggas going to cite what our yeah. stupid Did you hear ass. that? The, um, yeah, so apparently they... You know the chicken nuggets? Chicken nuggets are not even real chicken. They are they humans. They born on a Petri dish. <laughs> <laughs> you know where you found that. <laughs> no, but... That this might be true. true. This is true. That actually might be true. Check your, check your colon. Check the cur- the corners oh. of it. The you know the intestinal walls. It's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So be careful. Just because people are saying that is vegetarian, that they there, it's actually said to have more um, sodium than meat. Mm-hmm. So watch out, that dinner. So what else is going on? Um, Queen and Slim came out. Have you seen Queen and Slim? No, I'm I'm one of those people. I wait for a couple months. I hear all this shit talking, and then I go see. Are you, it. So you're not like I'm gonna run to them. You're like me. This yeah. is why <laughs> we could never do a podcast. We but what is this Queen we, we and Slim know. fitness uh, movie they got going out here uh, about the Queen and this? I don't know. <laughs> I I really don't know. I'm I'm just waiting to hear what y'all got to say about it. To be quite honest. I have yet to see it. Antoinette saw it. Okay. Done. I have yet to see it. Sorry, I sorry. have always loved Melina Motatskaskas. Oh, yeah. And I recently it. learned about Lena Waithe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have followed her and her writing for a long time. But, you know, I'm I'm excited to see it. I think there's a there's supposed to be some huge plot twist. Always okay. down for a plot twist. Okay. Always down to cry in yes. a movie. Yes. I love crying in movies and books. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm again, I'm going to wait to see it. Maybe I'll have a date to go see it or something. I got to hear all the naysays and then I'll go see it in a, a lonely theater by myself and talk all my shit and you know. This will be like 3 years later. Yeah, pretty pretty much. I'm Sam. honestly going to wait till it comes on Netflix cuz I don't want to spend the money <laughs> in the movie theater. I'm be real honest with you y'all. But I love seeing black people in movies. It's great. It's nice to have options, but I don't like to be on the trends. So I mm. I try to wait. You know what I'm saying? And also, like, do we care that much? I, I like, don't. I don't. I don't. I'm excited. I, I'm When people start, like, talking about it a whole bunch, and I'm like, oh, this, whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, what, whatever. Do you know anything about it? Did you do any yeah. research about it? Yeah. So apparently, from what I ascertain, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a couple that went on a date together, their first date, and shit goes crazy from there Mm. um they get stopped by a white cop i think he shoots the cop Mm. and then it's like from there i don't know what happens yeah i don't think i want to watch that is that too traumatizing too much too much it's already making my head hurt a little bit my neck is aching (laughs) i i just i can't i don't want to watch that well regardless if you've if you've seen it or not there's a lot of controversy about it going on um Mm -hmm. particularly around the folks that made it. So Lena Waithe, who mm-hmm. is the writer, 
mm-hmm. of the movie. And then... Uh, Lena's with no hair, right? Melina, Lena is the queer uh, masculine presenting. I think she has no hair now. I think she cut her hair off. Oh, she had okay, locks okay. off. She had pretty locks she before. Cute. She look cute. She real cute. She real cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She cute or whatever. New York, you yeah. know, Brooklyn swag. Yeah. Got money. Yeah. And then the director of it um, is, uh, again, Melina... Matzowskas. Matzowskas. Yeah, she's like Greek or something. So they, Lena was like, oh, they always admired each other Mm. and um, their weaknesses are are each other's strengths. So Melina was going to be the director, but she's not a writer. Lena's the writer, not the director. So their powers combined equal this blackity black movie, as everybody's calling it. Hmm. Interesting. But that is not without criticism. So most recently, during an interview, um, Lena Waithe is getting a lot, a lot, a lot of criticism from black Twitter. Everybody. Everybody that's black and gives a fuck about this movie and blackness has something to say. They're saying, in in an interview, um, this is what Lena said, right? This This is what she said first about, I guess she was, again, talking about the strengths. Her strengths are Melina's weaknesses and vice versa. Are they dating? No, I don't know. Mm. Mm. Okay. I don't know. So she says here, Lena says here, talking about Melina. She says she's black. She said that she's never, she would never be the type of, she could never make the kind of art that Melina right makes. Mm. She's black. She's Greek. She's Cuban. Um. Ah, fuck this up. Never mind. That doesn't matter. Anyway, she goes. She goes on to say, "I think that's the reason why my voice is so weird and confuses people sometimes because I study Sorkin, Spike Lee, Spike Johns, and makes it makes me a little more different than a person who only has black influences." Says Waith, and then Melina directly follows up. And says, I think that speaks directly to the black experience, right? We are not a monolithic group. We are multicultural. We are all connected by blackness, our roots, slavery, and very much Africa. And that translates in different ways depending on where people landed. But we're all connected. And the film speaks to the African diaspora and all the ways in which we see. So everybody is citing and is super upset with Lena's initial statement that, you know, she makes her work is so different because it's not just sourced from black influences. She, you know, knows Sorkin. I don't know who the fuck that is. I'm ignorant. I don't know who the, all I know is Spike. (laughs) All I know is the black person, (laughs) Spike Lee. (laughs) I don't know who Spike Johns is. I don't know if I'm saying it right. John Zay. I'm ignorant. So I'm, I'm impressed, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't know no better. But everybody's saying that, you know, um, she's being condescending and she sounds like she thinks she's better. She's not like those kind of black people that are just only influenced by other black people, that she's more nuanced and she has very far more sophisticated mm. palette that's why she comes up with movies mm. such as queen and slim with nuanced approaches and viewpoints to the black experience i mean she's reaching like reaching as in she wants to be somebody right that's what it sounds like to me lena wants to be somebody she wants to be this unique person 
who has unique experiences and travels the world and has a, a fine taste. And this is, you know, she looks up to someone who is, is different, is exotic, right? But the, I, I think our society tells us to, to do that. So I think that's what she said. Like you can, I can hear insecurity in that. Mm. Like I don't hear, she thinks she's better. I'm like, come on, please. Don't nobody even know who that person is. <laughs> what you talking about? Don't nobody care. <laughs> don't nobody care. <laughs> you still black. What you talking about? <laughs> that's, that's my initial. I, well, this is what Afropunk says. Basically, this reads as I'm so different from these other black creators because I don't just consume black stuff, but I'm into white stuff, too. A reductive and self-deprecating way of looking at black art that assumes that black creators only have black inspirations and one that is totally untrue. You're more likely to find white creators with no black influences. We love you, Lena, but please don't buy into the same racist trope about a black mm -hmm. monolith that your work and every existence push against. <clears throat> I just, I think, I think people took her statement too far. Mm -hmm, I agree. It's too, she's not really that deep to be like diving into that. Well, I me. don't even think that that's, I don't even think that that is a dismissive thing to say. I think that she's just stating her experience and her, her experience that she, you know, she has a plethora of influences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, I think that is, I think that it is, um, I think that's it. I think it's what's the word? I think that it's uh I don't think the statement is ego driven per se. Like I think it's very vulnerable to quite say that cuz anybody like analyzing that and deconstructing that can see there's this like want to be somebody. Like she thinks that creativity comes from a plethora of things mm -hmm. like in, in actuality, creativity, it doesn't matter what your gender, your race... Or where you're getting it where from. You, where you get it from, yeah. what your environment is per se. Like, it's something much deeper than that. So I feel like for her, this is more about, like, her identity in the world. And that somehow her identity means more, has more value if it's more than just black. Well, I don't think she's... I, well, I don't necessarily think that she's even stating it has more value. Mm. Or maybe, maybe this idea of weirdness is yeah. considered like cooler or totally like is. maybe. Yeah, yeah like I think can about see Lil that. Wayne. Like, I mean, we, we're weird. The eclectic is now gold these days, right? It's how eclectic can you be? But there's a borderline between eclectic and like shock value as well. And also like authenticity. But I, but I also think that it's, 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 I can't find the right word. I think that it is not ignorant but you are in denial if you're going to sit here and say that there and it's this isn't just for black people but mm. you're not going to sit here and say that there are some people that know you know the importance or the different variety of of like art is its own world in itself mm -hmm. and if you can drop names mm -hmm. and you know the significance because i don't know who these people are right 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 you know what i mean and right. to ignore or act like that there isn't a, uh, I don't want to, it's not a class difference, but maybe it's an intellectual kind of like, I feel like the art world and the intellectual mm -hmm. world and the um, academic world, mm -hmm. they're all levels to it. Art theory, art, art history, theory, all of that. And right. some niggas do not know who nope. that is. Nothing about and their the art influences like that. are very 
street just urban just street experience. urban they don't know right. what they don't they don't right. have that Primitive experience art. right exactly so and that's a real thing mm-hmm. so i don't think that she's necessarily dismissing them or one person said that um it was dismissive of the blue collar what is it what does it say Lena Waithe is literally how a lot of people on black Twitter with blue check marks sound like shitty politics, dismissive attitudes towards the black working class and black experience, faux elitism, intellectualism, and will do everything to protect sexual predators. Oh, I don't know. She went too mm. far. I guess she was talking about I mean, Aziz Ansari. But like, it's also your audience too. like, I'll be real, like in Philadelphia on the East Coast, I talk in terms of black and white. Because there are people as majority black, white. I think it'd be really different if I lived in New York. And it'd be very different if I lived in Houston. And it was very different when I was in Hawaii. It's not black, white. And so I'm also like, I don't know how out of context this comment was as well. In terms of like who you're talking to. And just talking about code switching. Like the broad spectrum of like when you're saying something, who are you talking to? Are you just talking to black Twitter? Or are you talking to all of Twitter? And who are you talking to? Are you talking to art folks? Yeah. Because who know those names? Exactly. When I'm like... I, I know a lot of people that are in film and like mm-hmm. that's a whole new th- I don't know what the fuck they're talking know, about. I don't know who you're referencing. I don't mm-hmm. I don't I go to, you know, uh Black Star Film Festival and I don't know what Same. they're talking about. Same, I don't and know it's either. just like so and what so, so and what is that about? Like so that I didn't know that um I'm less of a person because my expertise like you know what what well, is who the are context? you if you do know who those people are? Right. And right. Uh, to me it's just a matter of the world that you're in and the art form and the influences that what you are consuming. Mm-hmm. I, I, I put and to put it in a nutshell, I'm not offended by this statement. I don't think it may be pretentious. Yes, it may be sure. it may it's be definitely pretentious. <laughs> it's definitely pretentious. It's pretentious, but like I swear to God, I can't go into any film space. Like for me, from Mm -hmm. my point of view, Mm -hmm. when I go to Black Star in these spaces, my lens always has, I'm always thinking they're a little bit pretentious. Mm -hmm. But that's just because of my limit. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what they're talking Mm -hmm. about. You don't have the language. Are they being pretentious or is it just my, and should they have to like over explain what their reality Mm -hmm. is and what their history is and who Mm -hmm. their influences are just so that I feel comfortable? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. And I also think what she was the director, right? For this, she the was the writer. Yeah, so I think too you have to talk. I mean, like we're talking from all different angles. We're talking from the customer perspective, the watcher, right? Then we're also talking from the artistic aspect, the production side. Like as a writer, I think she might have some different goals. Mm-hmm. And like, who is she writing for? Is she yeah. writing for the industry right. and the, the the professionals in the industry right. because she's trying to take some different steps in the industry, or is she writing specifically for the audience? And I'm sure there's some theory behind who do you write for when you create a film like this? Is well, I guess their intention I, is black people, but I guess. I don't know. I want, I'm very curious if we want to talk about math and like, is this about sales? And so is black Twitter making these responses going to affect like our, our willingness to go to this, this movie and mm-hmm. see it? The fact that we're having this conversation on a podcast, is this going to influence people to see it or it not? It depends on the type of people that look at black Twitter, follow what right. new art forms are coming out and listen to raggedy podcasts. <laughs> 
I mean, like, I know we have the cancel culture, and I just like I'm gonna be really clear. I think black movies are great, and to be honest, I'm probably not watching this movie because I live in Philly, more specifically West Philly, where there's black people everywhere, and I specifically moved here to have black people all over here. But if I wasn't living in a place with a lot of black people, to be quite honest, I probably would see this movie. Mm. I'm be really, really honest. But I'm like, I've, I've had enough of you. And unless I'm in my artistic mode and I want to capture, you know, get some moment of art artistry, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to go to the movie. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. So for that sake, you know, for the mothers, the couples, the families who want to enjoy black people on the screen and want to know that there is a certain type of um, perspective that is maybe different than another. Like this is going to this maybe really this probably is a great movie for them. Well, I'm going to go see it. It probably is a good movie. It's probably okay. great. I'm actually um, interested in it now. Uh, there's probably again m- me watching the film and then somebody that has a film degree, mm. the the insight and the perspective and the critique is going to be completely different. And I think right. that's what we're experiencing with people's backlash of like this movie. Right. Regular folk are like, yo, this is dope as fuck. Like, this is amazing. Right, Whereas right. the black elite are like, mm, she thinks that Sponsy or Shankar Sorkin is... <laughs> I mean, also, like, mind you, I I didn't mention the whole point of the movie or the main part of him killing a white cop um, out of self-defense, was it? Because I don't even want to hit on that topic. Well, it's, like, too triggering. No, that's so, they, go, they go ham into it, and apparently Oof. it comes with a twist. So, yeah. Anyway, um, that's that. I'm curious to what folks think, how they perceive Waith's um, flippant... Mm-hmm. Or perceived flippant comment. Again, that comment was completely was immediately followed by Matowska saying, I think that speaks directly to the black experience. Mm. We are not a monolithic group. We are multicultural. Absolutely. So anyway, that's that. Um I'm curious what people are gonna have to say about the movie and like what the response is gonna be, the emotional response. Well, people are yeah, fucked reactions. up by it. Really? Mm-hmm. People are fucked up by it. Then people aren't coming out necessarily feeling inspired. They're coming out feeling fucked up about it. Okay, see, if, and this if anything hopeless. So my so. very point again from an ethnic studies background, this is why I don't like watching movies like this that I hear because it typically leaves you feeling helpless. And when you are helpless or powerless, you become irrational, just in case you wanted to know. Mm. <laughs> That's scientific, by the way. Mm. Mm-hmm. So hi too. What mm. else is going on? I'm gonna update everybody on if you guys didn't listen to our earlier episodes where we talked about um, black dragonism, I made that up. We talked about <coughs> cannabis yes, and a cannabis lifestyle. Besides, yes. you are a cannabis advocate. Yes, I am. Advocate. CBD advocate. Is that I the guess, right word? Advocate, enthusiast, Ad- um, activist, cannabis. Ad- Uh, I'm in the industry, I guess you could say, more specifically here to change the perception of cannabis. So what's really cool is I went to Vegas Mm -hmm. uh, last a couple weeks ago. Um, There is a CBD expo. I guess, you know, Vegas has a lot of conventions, a lot of events there. So I was invited to talk on a panel about underrepresented voices in the industry, CBD marketing. Uh, It was just interesting thinking about 
like CBD isn't really fully legal, I guess. Or you CBD isn't C- legal. It's legal, but it's not regulated. So a company can get in trouble really from the FDA if you put CBD in a product for a pet or a child, because the FDA hasn't proven that it's safe, right? Mm. But at the same time, you have an entire industry that's like growing growing like all the legs and the fingers and it's 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 happening so it leaves you in this space especially for people who want to get in the business of it or even the the medicinal side like which route do you take you know um and should you get into this you know there's billions of dollars in this industry so for me I'm just kind of focusing on I know there's a power in cannabis THC CBD all the three-letter words that are in this plant um but we got to get deeper more into the wellness and the self-care and also changing the perception of what we think cannabis is so mm. we can at least talk about it. The stigmas hear about it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's great. You're doing incredible work. Thanks. The so. fact that people selected you to go out there, you just didn't like plant yourself. You were picked and selected yeah. and asked to come on the panel. So shout out to you. Keep up the work. Thank the you. The good work on December 15th, which is my actual birthday. So Haitu will be <clears throat> hosting, and she hosts every month, an event at the Sable Collective um, with her brand, the Black Dragon Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And this month, there's going to be, again, a lot of focus on self-care. So there's going to be yoga, massage, a lot of different CBD um, companies there. Yeah, yeah. there'll be and some like tarot there. Pe- tarot cards. So it's going to yeah. be like a, a fucking event music live music from cj mills like every time we're just trying to amp it up but also learn from from you all like when you come to the event what are you interested in when it comes to cbd i know we're hearing a lot about it it's trending so come to the space if you're in philly or if there is an event in your neighborhood or your town about cbd go to it just to kind of like find out what's going on and where can they learn more about you just in general definitely yeah so black dragon Exactly how it sounds, blackdragonbreakfast.com. And then find us on Instagram. Uh, we're Black Dragon Breakfast Club. We do Rise and Grinds, which is kind of like a morning networking social to bring people together. It's a private event, too. And if you're trying to do this in your city, uh, start it, do it. You know, it's really about building a community for yourself that's safe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, well, we're going to jump into the topic of the day. Mm. And um, <laughs> it just so happened that Saitu came through on the clutch because Antoinette is not well. And so I was like, Saitu, come and do this episode. We got to keep the people going. She just hopped in like she always does. It's a personal does. attack. It's a, <laughs> this entire episode is a personal but attack the, to people But like you did. Saitu. You came through. And so that? we're going to dive in deep. And I think this is probably... Um, a touchy subject for a lot of people. And our topic of the week is about ghosting. Mm-hmm. Ghosting dun, dun, dun. niggas. Casper. What does it mean you to are invisible. ghost? So what is ghosting? And if you look this up online, the definition is the practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation withdrawing from all communication. This is, I'm dis- I feel offended. So like this is a very common thing for really really new well i thought really really 
premature relationships in which, you know, you go on a couple dates, there's a lot of texting involved, and then all of a sudden the person just stops texting. Right, right. And you text the person and you're left on read, mm -hmm. no reply, no reply, until finally you're just like, oh shit, he ghosted me. Like, mm -hmm. or, you or know. After one date, even. After one, like, yeah. it doesn't. After a it's hookup, just, a one night stand. Exactly. Oftentimes. So. Speaking from other people's perspective. <laughs> What I have learned is that that is not always the case. It can be after years. It can be with family. It can be very intimate relationships. Folks are ghosting each other. Um, so, Saitu, have you ever been ghosted? Yeah, I've definitely been ghosted in my younger dating years, just on the surface level. Um, I've been ghosted by guys. What's the most, like, name the most recent um, um, experience? The most recent time I've been ghosted. Um, I mean, like, <laughs> I consider ghosting someone, like, not calling me back after, like, three or four days. Like, I'm quite sensitive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's ghosting. But yeah, they don't honest, call right? you back, like, ever again. Well, it's more like, don't call you back after ever again not okay it takes three days and then the fourth day they call you and they're okay. like nigga you ghosted me so maybe like, about um, a week what about a week no a it's week like ghosting? never again never again so, never again like i no longer talk to you i'm oh, a ghost i'm dead God. oh no actually i haven't been ghosted most most recently you honest. just <laughs> i've been ghosting people real bad <laughs> you guys you're the ghosting. actual <laughs> ghost <laughs> i am a ghost i'm an actual ghost no i've been like staying away from all dating in every single way to be quite honest and if anything i've been probably I was, I think I was ghosted in my last relationship, like emotionally. And I don't know, this is, this counts for it, but can someone like emotionally ghost you? Mm, yes, but not technically. Not, they have to like not talk to you at all. Yeah. It's just like up, poof, you're gone. I what no if, longer talk to you. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I did that to somebody. So you do that. Yeah. I haven't had that happen to me. I don't let that happen to me. <laughs> How do Wow. How do you not let you that can't happen? ghost me, How? my nigga? I'm a ghost you first. Oh, yeah, I, I'm on that I game. See. Yeah, I see. So to be quite honest, I'm very protective of my feelings. So I will ghost you before you can even ghost me. Like I won't even, I won't even let you know I like you. So you don't even get the opportunity to ghost me. Interesting. So you've never been ghosted. I've been ghosted recently. When? Remember <laughs> when I was dating the Asian bull? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think Shani just gets weird sometimes. So <laughs> no. people just don't know how to respond. They're like, I'm this is not exactly what happened. Like, She's this weird. is exactly what happened. So like four <laughs> years ago, three years ago, I don't remember, but it was fairly recent when I before I was in my most recent relationship, I was dating this Asian boy. <laughs> I'm done, and we were dating. Mm -hmm. We never kissed, never got physical. So Y'all weren't was, dating. No. That's a whole other episode. Conversation. Just because you... <laughs> when you're in your like late 20s, if you haven't made out with the person, you're not dating. Well, fine. I don't know what we were doing. That was the thing. I didn't know what we were doing. But he acted like he liked me. Mm -hmm. And so he would meet up, text me, meet mm -hmm. me up at my job. Mm -hmm. He smoked weed. I don't smoke weed. <laughs> so the one time he... Well... We went out to drink one time. I think this is where it all started. What happened? <laughs> we went out and we were, we just had some drinks. And we were probably on like our sixth date. Mm -hmm. 
And, I and start, had you, you hadn't kissed yet either. No. See, listen. And to I this. started this being crazy. <laughs> and I trash. started being crazy. No kissing. <laughs> then she starts to get crazy. I, I would ghost I you. I start too. crazy. Start being crazy. Talk about like, well, you know, I got a kid. <laughs> <laughs> this ghost Shanti. If Shanti ever tries to date you, and you're on your sixth date with her, and you offer her some weed to smoke, what well, um, then? She we gets weird. Up, oh no! And this is what ended up happening. So I think I might, because I remember him kind of like looking at me crazy because I mentioned like, well, I'm a mom and I ain't fucking around with no goddamn body. All right. You going to marry me or not? And he was like, um, but that passed. So that was the first time where I was like, okay. And then we went to his house and I ended up smoking marijuana. Told you. But I got weird in a good way. I started doing energy work with him. See, this is what she thinks. She thinks. She says, lay down, lay down. Okay, sh- no, no, stop. Put your shoulders down. No, yeah. Okay, no, breathe. <laughs> Tell me about your father. This is what she did. Tell us, Shanti. We didn't. We were quiet. We weren't saying anything. We put our hands like this, like barely touching so you could just feel. Like a... <laughs> and we just like did Reiki on each other. It was live, yo. It was. We could feel it. And I knew he could feel it. Or I thought he could feel it. <laughs> Did you feel like you were falling in love? No, I just felt like, yo, I'm high as fuck and I can feel energy, son. <laughs> and we're energy, we are connecting. Because I'd make be like, out then? Mm-mm. Damn. I was like, can you feel it? He was like, yeah. <laughs> and then he never called me again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I need to know from y'all, like, wouldn't you ghost her? She's still not making out with you at this point. You're he like, he didn't we're try to make out with me. Mm-hmm. He didn't try. And also, like, I don't the, know. Also, what? Say the last part. What you about to say? You like him? What? Did you like him? Mm, yeah, I liked him. Did you really like him? No. no. I, you know, See? I don't really like nobody for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you hear this? I feel like he ghosted you because you would have ghosted him. Or yeah. you would have ended it with him. But that doesn't make it right. And this is why... You're a problematic person. <laughs> All right. So when you said the whole story, it brought me, it made me think of this one guy I did talk to who ghosted me. We won't say his name, but he's the guy I hooked up with and started dating when I first moved back to oh, Philly. Shanti knows him. You. He did ghost me. And I think it was rightfully so that he ghosted me because I kind of emotionally had been ghosting in the whole time we were dating. And I wouldn't remember what he, were ta- he was talking about. I just wasn't present. I wasn't well. I was breaking up with my ex. I saw my dad in Ethiopia. It was a lot of things going on. And it wasn't until like I had came back from my trip and some time had passed and I, I realized I actually like this guy. And I think I, I reached out to him and like he I, he pretty much just ghosted me. Mm-hmm. That nigga did. Oh, he ghosted me. Wow. You brought it back. I've, I put that down in a dark Welcome hole and I've smoked about a bunch way, of blunts to forget about that. Therapy I think session. I still like him. <laughs> oh my God. I hope he doesn't have a child with her. I know. I think I love him. No, so, no, no I you I did not. I you don't. did not. No, I don't. No. I'm crying. No, 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 no. you <laughs> Those are tears for somebody else. <laughs> I'm not crying, actually. You do not like him. I don't like him. No way. No, I, I don't like him. Happen. <clears throat> okay. But yeah. Bingo's so do good. you think ghosting is wrong? So uh, you, side two, <laughs> you talking to, having had that happen to you. Mm. Well, let's, let, let me circle back. I'm sorry. We're going to circle back. Describe the last time you ghosted someone. I ghosted someone because they had disrespected me. And 
again, I feel like this whole episode is an attack on my entire personality. <laughs> and so because we were at a party, it was his birthday, and we ended up going to a friend's house, and there were all these people there, and he was flirting with another girl. It pissed me off. And so I ended up ghosting him. And to be honest, we ended up talking maybe like a month after, but that was it. But it was pretty much a ghost. So when he reached out to you, you wouldn't respond? No, I was done with him. I was utterly done with him. Had you acknowledged the fact that he was flirting with another girl before you ghosted him? Yeah, but like that night. And that's probably not the appropriate time when everyone's like intoxicated or, you know, you were celebrating a birthday party. It's late night. It's like three in the morning and I'm pissed and I'm leaving the house and I don't want to talk to you. And so I'm really bad about that. Like if I I don't want, I don't want to talk about it. I'll be so hurt or I don't want to confront the issue. So I'll cut it. And I think rightfully so, because sometimes I don't make the best choices in the first place. Mm, No, I I think those are those moments where you're like, damn, I think I already knew that. I'm not like, that's not a right excuse, right? Like, oh, well from the get go, I shouldn't have been talking to you. So the way I end this can be as equally Mm. shitty as the way I started this. Okay. That's one rationale. That's one rationale. Yeah. That's very um, self-centered. And I similarly Mm -hmm. have ended relationships from the point of myself and my Mm. experience without including that other person. Mm -hmm. I think, I think it's, I think there's nothing wrong with having your experience and your, um, being really clear with yourself, but I think it's right. And it is, it's integrity to share that with the other person. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, I actually made a mistake. I don't like the way this is going. I don't like how it started. Yeah. That was I my no ego. Wanna, yeah. That was definitely my, I mean, without a doubt, me ghosting him was like, nigga, <laughs> yeah. you're going to do that to me. I'm going to do this to you forever. Yes. And I'm going to make you wonder it. And it, it's, I mean, to be honest, it's malicious. It's coming from a hurtful, a hurt place. It's coming from a place of like, I don't want to confront the issue and dive into it. And also like, I think sometimes it's like you get used to a feeling of what do you mean? Like, um, like you, you don't want the change. Like you're resistant to letting go of that feeling or whatever it is. Because if you talk to the person, you're going to resolve something. Oh. There's going to be some clarity. So Ooh. there's some attachment to something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, what am I holding on to that I can't talk to this person wow. and get this out? And then yeah. and that's it. Because when you hold on to stuff, like that's not that that's a detriment really mm-hmm. to myself. The fact that I didn't even talk about it is, you know, Wow, is this a therapy session again? Welcome I feel like it's so episode. Welcome to Around the Way Curls, and now a therapy for free with the internet and Shanti, is, and sometimes yeah. the high tune. If Shanti guess. ever invites you to be on her, <laughs> nigga, we gonna cry. It's actually her way cry. of saying you need to have a deeper <laughs> therapy session with someone you know because you're bullshitting. <laughs> so we're gonna dive. But deep. that's beautiful, and I think that that's the heart of ghosting mm-hmm. because. And I think that's beautiful. What is the cost of ghosting, right? Because I think a lot of us think that the 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 cost is given to the ghost did ghosted yes ghosted mm-hmm. when in fact there's a cost for both the ghosty mm-hmm. and the ghosted right like the ghosty is continuing this pattern of mm-hmm. denial avoidance of somehow and then the ghosted is like. 
left what? with this. Confused. What the fuck? Yeah, no clarity or resentment or. or um, it's unresolved, and I mean, yeah. when you think about it, it's unresolved energy, and mm. I guess it's funny that you said it was at first self-centered because it's actually not self-centered if we really think about it. Because if it was really self-centered, and it, I would think it'd be more about preservation, right? And we would do the thing that would be best for us. Well, I guess there's two different kinds of self-centered. There's the self-centered negative, and there's the self-centered like holistically self-centered. Right, right. Like the yeah. lower self of being yeah, self-centered the and the self. higher mm-hmm. self of being self-centered. Yes. This is this is getting deep, actually. Talk about <laughs> it, and we ain't even wow. high. Wellness. So really, it's like, ooh, don't empower me right now. I might, <laughs> I might call somebody right now. I might text them right now. I'm like, like this is my brother. Hey, I remember. Look. I am sorry the way that I had done that. I love you. I, you want to be my husband? No, that's. The- <laughs> That's the thin that's line. Not, that's that's the whole other that, episode. I'm either you ghosting you or I'm your wife. <laughs> so that's <laughs> my life. Streams of Sag. Sight is a Sag to her birthday yes. just passed. November 26th. What's up, y'all? Um, yeah, so there's that cost. Mm-hmm. And I think for the ghosty, it's the avoidant. You perpetuate yeah. this negative pattern of, of avoidance it's behavior it's like it's cowardice like, it's cowardice yeah it's fear it's fear it's fear like having to close a deal it's like having to like talk on the phone over texting it's like having to express yourself oh, it's like having to speak wow. your truth right Ooh. and regardless of, of response regardless of response and that's very hard for me so i'm not mm. like on no soapbox because like i have ended majority of my relationships in a passive aggressive way Mm. In a way that was not clear. So I'm curious, it, does this have a lot to do with personality traits? And is one passive aggressive in their relationships, like this more intimate relationship? And is that the same at a job and with a boss and with your, sure. your family member, your I think child? So. I think it's how you're conditioned, right? I think that, you know, I know my shit is... Well, I think my parents were very opposite passive. Mm. They were very vocal about how they felt. Mm. They were... You know, there was there was turbulence and violence. It was really mm. like, and don't make me think my parents were like in an abu- They weren't. They were an abusive relationship with each other, but it wasn't right. physical. Although it, it would get every now and then. But it, they were. It was loud, it was expressive. Have you ever heard my dad yell? I, I have heard him laugh. Like yeah. you really yell? Like my? You ever heard he my dad like angry? Echo. He has like a. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, my dad is intense. No, you no, you would be like, it. yes, I do remember. Oh, but it was, it was really, it was scary. So I think I learned to like shut down and be like, oh, I can't talk my shit because shit gets crazy. So Mm. I guess it goes again always to our conditioning. What do you, how did you learn to um, not want to? Well, my mom, she definitely talked to me and I definitely learned how to talk and express my feelings early on. You did. But also there was some like pushback as I got older in terms of when the dialogue gets difficult the pattern for me I I think I got conditioned is the other person is going to be resistant so you can't get past the problem Mm. so like I'm really good at dialogue I enjoy dialogue with someone and so I'm kind of conditioned in a way is weird because I can handle the conversation but I'm assuming that the other person is not going to be able to get through the other side and so because of that i'm not having the conversation so in the then first what place. does that do to you then if you if you can't get to the other side of the conversation if you, 
Are you being hurt? Basically, you're not being heard. Yeah, I'm going through that. Well, and also there's no experience. You're, you know, I'm stopping the experience from happening. I'm having the experience all by myself. Like I'm not letting the other person in mm. on the experience. Because oh. really, like that's what we're talking about. Like ghosting means that you're not letting the other person be a part of the resolution. Right. You're doing it all in your own and you don't right. really have to. Like I don't have to. No, you shouldn't. You never should, especially yeah. when there's two people involved. You should never. You shouldn't shorten that person's experience mm-hmm. and their revelations that they could possibly could having, have. It. Right. Like it's interesting. or their clarity on you. Like, yo, this is. I think what I've always feared in my relationships is being seen as the bad, like you're a bad girl, mm. like you're fucked up, mm. and so I would try to exit being a nice girl. So they don't have to see the bad part of you. So they don't have to see the bad sure, part, but really yeah. I'm being kind of fucked up. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, because a lot of the, the way I exited a lot of those relationships, they didn't deserve that. Or I wasn't, it's not that they didn't deserve it. They deserved my honesty and I didn't give it to them. Mm. It's, I had every right to say, hey, I'm not feeling this anymore. Mm-hmm. But I was too scared to be the bad girl, be a bad person to say like, I don't feel, I'm not feeling this anymore. I'm actually feeling this person over here. Yeah, I don't actually like you anymore. I don't like you anymore because yeah. for years I've been. Mm-hmm. Um, not liking you in the first place. Not week. liking these things about you and yeah. I've never been bringing them up to you. And so it's just been building up for mm-hmm. years. And now finally I found an exit. Now I'm going to take it. So I'm going to half-ass mm-hmm. tell you why I'm leaving. And then I'm never going to talk to you again. So this is a personality <laughs> thing too. Because I also think this is a Sag thing in the sense of like, Sages are blunt. And we but that's not blunt. Blunt is saying, nigga, I don't fuck with you no okay, more because oh, you're, I don't no, see any drive and no, I need you to take no, care of my that kids. Is, that is that. <laughs> see, there you go, guys. This is it. This is it. And this is why ghosting is a personality trait for some and it's needed to save others. Um, because if we were to say everything, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not necessary. You Maybe that's have not. to say everything. <clears throat> everything can be said in love and fairness. See, I don't know. See, I also grew up in a home where very mean things were said at times. And so there's a part of me that's like trying to hide that evil side of myself as well from people. Like I say things, say mean things under my breath. <laughs> and like there are. <laughs> Bullheaded bitch. <laughs> I just, I'm not even going to let you guys hear these things. And so there's this part of me trying to be like my higher self too, like mm. wanting to uphold this person. And oh. so I don't want to say to you, yeah, I've been hanging out with you and I don't really like you at all. And this was just like pastime. And I don't really know why I'm in this in the first place. Do I even need to say that? Is that necessary? No, but you can say, you know what? I, I've enjoyed my time with you, but I, or I'll, we can figure this out that's why it has to be premeditated that's why it has to be a thoughtful mindful exit that's why it can't be you can't be mindless it has to be something where you're like all right that's my truest my my rawest feelings are this but also there probably is something in you that's like but also i'm grateful that i could spend this time with you so i could figure out what i do want I okay. am grateful that you're not a total shit person. We're not. Okay. We're kind of talking on La La Land. We're no, we're on, not. A little bit. Uh, hold up. Let's keep it real. Wait, 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 wait. I had to come back to reality for a second. Some people get ghosted because if you see them in person, you will have sex with them again. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to be real. Oh, man, I forgot about this. Okay. 
So, some so hi to people. <laughs> I've, I've ghosted. I ghosted somebody one time because I enjoyed my time with them so much that I was actually too afraid to hang out with them anymore. And so I had to cut it. And that is the same cycle of avoidance and cowardice of deeper feelings, regardless of how you in a negative way, in a positive way, either way, you are cutting off your self, the experience of self-expression and exploration, or you're cutting off the person's experience of just having an, a resolution. No, I disagree. Okay. So by you cutting off the possibility of pleasure and happiness and having a wholesome relationship in your life? What if it's not wholesome? What if what if the scenario is that you're dating this person and that is dating cool. somebody else? Or what whatever, is married? I, whatever the situation is, it, you're dating is them. a crackhead? No, it has to be like oh. a terrible thing that oh. you should not be seeing this person. The idea that because this person may give you happiness, so you have to stop seeing him is makes no sense and let's continue the therapy <laughs> and now you need to start paying me <laughs> but there's like a lot of power like we're talking about power here we're talking mm, about that ghosting is is, a, is a, a, an act of taking the power and so part of taking the power is from a space of fear that they have the power mm. and so sometimes when emotions swell yeah like i'm flee sometimes i'm like oh shit like i like you this drink is good it smells good in here <laughs> like shit <laughs> i'm gonna be your baby i have to ghost you i can't be around n- any longer and all right so, maybe you can do that but you should tell that person that uh, you should give I, them the opportunity no, to be to like try to sway you and convince me and buy yeah. me gifts why please hi to or not wait sorry to <laughs> You guys, don't you see this whole episode is a personal attack? (laughs) Uh, The cost of ghosting is that you leave yourself in actuality and that person powerless. The cost of ghosting is that you leave the opportunity for growth and honesty and integrity void. It is. It supports aggression. It supports low self-esteem. If you want to talk about energetically, it's the lowest common denominator of how you can gracefully disconnect from somebody energetically. And so we're not even going to argue. Like the fact that we're arguing if this is appropriate or not (laughs) is making this longer than it needs to be. Sorry, you guys. (laughs) It is not okay. It's not okay. Fine. It's not okay. So we all agree that it's not okay. Do we all agree that some, but it's. So Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. 
Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Let me show some, Let's see something. I want to have actually have a question. I have another question for you. Have you ever witnessed or had someone end the relationship with you with integrity and honesty? Yeah. Regardless of how painful it was. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about that experience. Definitely. Both my ex-boyfriends, they were all... We talk w- about it. What was that like? Um, well, what does integrity and honesty look like? Oh, my gosh. That's like allowing yourself to just show yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my last relationship, definitely, there was like a lot of yelling. But, and that's a good thing for me in a sense of just like expressing myself. Maybe it doesn't have to come out and yell, but expressing myself and not doing a ghost situation and actually talking about it and discovering like where not things went wrong, but where the disconnect was. Um, so it was good in terms of knowing why it had why we separated and why it didn't work out right and being able to really talk about our feelings but I'll be honest at the very end of the day I still am upset because I'm like damn are you serious of course it doesn't take it away like what yeah that's huh so I can tend to be but then I'll get mad at myself kind of like I'll hear all this information I'm like damn didn't I see the signs like how do you avoid this so I don't know. I think sometimes the ghosting has to do with like wanting to like run away from reality. Avoid, yeah, that, yeah, no, but yeah. Like that we're going to get hurt and that you're going to go through those pains. And even if you talk about it with them, you're still going to have the pain. And I think there is this kind of you having to accept that the pain is going to always be there. Mm-hmm. Like regardless if you're talking to right. them or not, you're a ghost or you're whatever, you're going to have to deal with the pain. You're going to have to deal with the pain. And, yeah. and so like. So, it does, so just why not do it the right way? Why not do it the right way? Yeah. Why not do it the right way of growth? Why not do it a way so that that person, like if... Because it's also a skill. And I'll also say that I haven't had that many opportunities. Like, I don't know when you learn how to do this as well. And I'll say, and maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a coward too and, and making like, I got to go to school to learn how to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speak I got to get my PhD hey, in I, honesty, I my nigga. I don't have that course... <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I can't afford it right now. <laughs> I gotta so, take a loan out for that. I'm, I'll you wait know. for 2021. <laughs> How about that? I gotta get a second job. I, I want to be a ghost. <laughs> so I mean, no, 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 no. It doesn't require like a. a you don't I have to strengthen in your muscle. I think that you actually aren't giving yourself enough credit. Mm. However difficult, however. Um, partial. Mm. I think in your last relationship, in your last business relationship, mm. you did your best to break that relationship. Oh yeah, with honesty and as much integrity as you possibly <laughs> could. Being somebody standing away, I I think you could have been more honest and more open. Mm. But I think you, it was really hard for you, and you really thought about it, and you did a lot of work, and you have really mm-hmm. practiced that skill. So when it comes up again, you're going to be like, 
be able to express yourself. This mm-hmm. is why it's not working for yeah. me and I have to leave. Yeah. And I think with that one though, again, it goes back to like, um, it's not going to necessarily change the situation. No. And I think that's, that's something that I, I get, I'm frustrated in though, is like, cause as you even said that story, I'm like, yeah. And just because I talked and I confronted it, didn't make it better. Right. Like that's the, the mindset. Cause I'm always like trying to prevent pain. Like it's fundamental. Like I can't avoid pain. No. Like so. Okay. But you can avoid dropping somebody an anvil on somebody and then, you know, dropping a pencil on somebody. Like either way there's gonna be an right. impact. But how much damage do you need to do? Right. And I I appreciate that. Like impact, you know, sometimes we I can be very self centered in the sense of I think I'm thinking about people and everyone around me, but you know, we can all get caught up in our own thoughts and our own emotions. And forget like how impactful our energy, like our radiating being, is actually f- affecting and impacting other people. Mm-hmm. Like that—that's kind of something that I always um, forget. Girl, I knew that when I was high with the Asian boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was that like, energy. we are energetically connected. <laughs> okay. Do not touch me. <laughs> All right. Well, little secret, little thing about me as a kid: my power was my energy and my mood. Like, that was something as a kid. That was what I held on to. I was one of those, like, single moms. So she, you follow all the instructions. You listen. You're a good girl. So the power, what I hold on to is my mood, is me. Is if I'm going to give you me or not. And so definitely that ghosting behavior has something to do with that's me saying, I'm not going to give you myself anymore. Did you do that with your mom? Yeah, I do. Like, What yeah. does she do when you got into a mood? Because when we, Jojo Jojo does that with me, and when she gets into a mood, I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? How am I a bad mom? What the fuck is, like, oh am I no. going to respond? Am I going to play into it? My mom leaves me alone. No. She, she would just leave you alone. Yeah, she's like, oh, she's on some other stuff. My mood is intense. Oh, like, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm heavy with it. Like, that's, it's all my, I'm like a little silent bull. <clears throat> but with a smile on my face. Um, that's dangerous yeah it's quite dangerous and that's also just like you know that it gets expressed through eczema on your skin guys so don't hold emotions in your body it will come out Mm. this is real shit y'all like ghosting is some is is really about me for me is not wanting to confront certain feelings and also it has to do with like being human so most importantly you as a ghosty Mm -hmm. you don't want to the comfort to confront the feelings that you're feeling. So it's, yeah. it's less about you having to express that. I mean, it's a part of it is that you have to express it to that person. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, it's like, it's easier for me just to stop talking to this person. It's no longer pushing my, stimulating my... Literally, yeah. So I'm just going to stop because I cannot confront with the personal issues that is this is bringing up for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I haven't had too many people... On the other end, like, fight to get my reaction, like, to talk to me. (laughs) And I'm not saying, there you go. You don't have to fight to talk to me. That's not what it's about, you guys. No, it's not. It's It's about about creating space Mm -hmm. for honesty It's and creating a space for us to explore those emotions, right? Like, I Mm -hmm. I think it's fucked up. And really, really frustrating for all of us that in all of our relationships, there's this like expectation that it's prescribed and neat and Mm. 
even that we're in touch with it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than it being kind of messy and it be, mm-hmm. being kind of like, I feel this way, right? I feel these two things at the same All time. time. <laughs> right? <laughs> and like, this is how yeah. I feel. Yeah. And having someone have enough maturity and space to be like, to listen, okay, to, to listen and be like, okay, yeah. well, this is how I feel. And so I think it's like this expect, this relationship dynamic and expectation between people that makes it like either fight or flight, either you're going to be here or you're not versus yeah. like the dance of, well, how do I really even fucking feel? I mean, and honestly, like a lot of, I mean, it's tricky, right? Because we don't know if, if it's one, two people, you don't know if the other person is going to um, res- like be present or not. And we're all kind of moving through the world trying to protect our feelings. Right, like it's about a promise that you make to a person. I promise, but you're to you're not being to you. able to feel if you're protecting them, right? How 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 much can you really feel? And I don't know if this has to do with ghosting, mm-hmm. but if you, it's like you know, um, it's like a muscle, right? Mm-hmm. If you're like only what using your weight at f- five. The weight at five that's pounds. The most you can strengthen. That's it, like, right. all right, I'm my shit is strong at five, five pounds. Look how easy I'm doing you're this. Absolutely this is right. Easy. You're absolutely right. In and then you're growth. not picking up that ten mm-hmm. pound. How do you? Absolutely. I forgot what this analogy was connected to. What did you just say? <laughs> Shandi didn't smoke anything tonight, y'all. <laughs> See that? So I, I forgot what did that have to do with? Oh, not strengthen that. No, hi, f- f- hiding your no. It's about you saying you want to protect your feelings. What mm-hmm. the fuck are feelings but to be felt? What the fuck is life but to live it? And like, I'm a sag. Oh, okay. Take it to the limit, you guys. Again, this I feel like this the whole episode is a personal attack to my entire you person. You gotta live. You gotta. You gotta get. This is scary, though. I feel like when you're Sagittarius, can y'all agree when you're Sag? Like, we're half animal. We're half human. Like, there's a part of me that doesn't trust the part of me that wants to live. Mm. Like, I'll be really, really honest. Like, I feel like the more I know, the more I experience, I'm like, there's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. When you talk about wanting to live, what does that mean to want to live? Because on one end, I think it's about discipline and I need to Mm. discipline myself more. Like I honestly, like that's what I'm thinking. But then there's also, I need to live. Like, what does that mean? Especially when you care about the world and you want to change it, but also, you know, like the fuckery that exists and you know what wants and needs are and relationships you can't really count on who knows so you kind of need to be detached and maybe that's the rationale no i I think you've been taught the same thing that i've thought that detachment is freedom (laughs) and i i i think that toxic attachments right Mm -hmm. attachments to things that make you feel powerless that make you feel small that but keep you on a pattern of the same things Mm -hmm. i think that's bondage and i think attachment to those kind of relationships and those kinds of patterns Mm. and those patterns are often perpetuated by yourself so you can be attached to your own spiral of right of shit so this idea that attachment is only to other people is bullshit majority of the things to myself a a majority of things we're attached to is our own quote unquote protective measures, our own right, ideas right. of what like love is, what expectations are, what I'm mm. capable of, what I'm not capable of. That's where the attachment comes. So I think it's kinda like 
I think, and I love that idea. I think there has to be a, a level, this idea of wildness has to live in us. This idea of like wonder, this idea of, of unknown, this idea. I think of, I relate that to blackness and I feel like maybe being a black female, I don't really feel quite comfortable. Like the idea of wildness, when I hear wild and then I think of my black female body, those things don't go together. Like those things kind of like, it's mm. bad. It's like, oh, this black girl can't be that wild. Uh-uh, that's, that's a hoe right there. Oh, she might get too many chest tattoos. What? There was like a Thanksgiving game and it was talked about like, something about a girl being like a hoe and one of the options were if she has chest tattoos or something. I was like, I have chest tattoos. <laughs> I do. <laughs> like, That's another $50 for this therapy. <laughs> First of all, I went completely off topic. <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'd, like, I I say wild in spirit. No, they... they <sighs> what are we talking about? We got, we got to re- like wild. You, you haven't like, moved to another country <laughs> wild. Like, what are we saying? Like wild. Like I go tell everybody I like that. I like no. them now. What do you but mean? I think that there has to be a level. I think there has to be a level of accepting the unknown and living with it and living in it. And that is the very opposite of ghosting. Mm-hmm. Oh, so by ghosting, you're not living your best, true, true, fullest life in so many ways because it carries over. I'm like ghosting my own life. You're ghosting yourself. You're avoiding my fullest potential. Yeah. The fullest potential is, hey, I'm not feeling this person. I'm not interested in this person. I'm in touch with these feelings that I feel. I'd be honoring myself by acknowledging it and I'm going to honor this person and I'm going to say listen I've enjoyed my time with you but I I don't think we should see each other anymore I can't see you anymore I don't want to see you anymore Mm. so this goes to Esther Perel I don't know if you know about Esther Perel but she's this amazing uh, white lady that talks that good stuff this is what she says okay she says there's levels to this shit, there especially is. with our um, with our level of technology. So there's ghosting. This is the definition. Ceasing communication suddenly and entirely with someone you are dating. No longer you, but no longer. Wait, what? Ceasing suddenly and entirely with someone you are dating. Okay. Ceasing communication suddenly and entirely with someone you are dating because you no longer wish to date. What it is for you. You cannot face the pain you will inflict. So you make it invisible to yourself and to that person by disappearing. This typically is um, happens, manifests through no text. It's just crickets. Mm-hmm. What it does to the recipient. Short-term emotional chaos. Mid-term confusion and doubt. Long-term resentment. Then there's the icing. This happens. Manufacturing a reason to suspend the relationship. I'm too busy. What it is for you. You want him or her to pine for you and be there if you change your mind. Mm -hmm. It equal parts ego and anxiety. Typical text. Work is super crazy right now. I need to stay focused. Can't wait to hang out when my schedule is freed up. You're just kind of like putting that person on ice. If I want to see that person, then we'll meet up. Folks, like if you're receiving, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> I feel like that's like a lot of my friends. <laughs> I <do. laughs> Again, personal attack to side to character. What it does for the recipient? 
he or she knows exactly what's going on. They think they know what's going on. And she knows you're just too weak to end it. Fastest path to resentment. Yeah, because a lot of people are like, you keep putting me on ice. You keep putting me on the burner, blah, blah. Do you really like me? Do you really Mm want to hang out with me? This is me. I'm good at this one. This is what I'll do. Simmering. How it defines itself. Mm -hmm. Reducing the frequency of dates and communication. What it is for you. Something isn't working for you, but you like the security of companionship and you want bandwidth to browse other options. (laughs) Typical text. Sorry for short notice, but can't make it out tonight. Maybe we can get together a week after next. (laughs) A little bit more specific. That's mean. I think that's mean. That's more. I think that's leading. Yes. It's leading. Mm -hmm. It's very dishonest, Mm -hmm. but but it's hot. It's not completely cold, but there's a little heat there. Like, I can't come right now, but we can meet tomorrow. I think that is worse than ghosting, my G. What it does for the recipient. Vague sense that something is wrong and that an end is imminent but not enough evidence for a direct confrontation. Come on. And this is how we want to do it. This is the power parting. Definition. Ending it... (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) I don't know how to read. Ending it conclusively in language that can't be misinterpreted by wishful thinking. Mm. Nigga, I don't fuck with you. you. I do not like you. What it is for you. You know and trust yourself well enough to know when something isn't working. And you have faith in the future. Typical text. This isn't working for me. Thank you for sharing the world of improv. I enjoyed our time together and wish you all the best. <clears throat> that world of improv was like an example of a date. Yeah, like Sorry. who's dating? <laughs> like, who? What the hell? <laughs> what it does for the recipient Clarity and resolution, a faster healing time, and no haunting hopes of ambiguity. Yeah, I like that. We got to do these power moves, y'all. So if you out here ghosting, icing, or simmering, you need to work up the self-integrity. And and it goes back to your own self-worth. Hey, I trust my my (laughs) gut. Is I it okay? To, how I feel. Wait, is it okay? I'm sorry. Is it okay to say that to somebody after you had sex with them? Yeah. Your dick was whack. <laughs> I trust my vagina. <laughs> it was not impressed. Is that? I have 10 inches waiting for right? me. Right? Is that okay? I can no longer see. Yes. Would that make it better? Like, I mean, I don't know if you will. If you had a one night stand with somebody and you were feeling it, and I, I don't mean to say one night stand, I'm just going to say that just for the sake of I don't have one night stands. Anyway. If you did, you would not be a hoe with tattoos on her chest. Middle <laughs> <laughs> name, I'm black hoe. I don't. I, have, I haven't dated anybody in like a year, guys. Date me. <laughs> no, because you're going to be out here ghosting them. No, seriously. Is Would you guys feel, would you really feel better if you were dating somebody and you really liked them and it really seemed like things were going great? I'm talking about great. And then one Monday, you get a text from them and they say that. I mean, how long were they going together? Two weeks. I, You know, I guess there's levels to this power parting. I think there's levels to like having the conversation face to face with somebody. And then there's the text. And even if it's the text, that's a more powerful and integral way to do it than more integrity than doing it just by 
not calling anymore. Is this the same thing for, um, yeah, a one night stand? Because I guess I'm also thinking about ghosting. Like, you're not going to ghost somebody you've dated for a year. Yes. Like, Apparently, it, what? Uh, we did a poll of from our followers. Families are ghosting each other. Uh-huh. Husbands oh, my dad are ghosting ghost, My each mom other. ghosted my dad, I'll be quite honest. I was, oops, uh-oh. Is this therapy? See, this entire episode <laughs> is literally... You guys see this? This is rude. Again, if she ever invites you onto the podcast, it's a therapy session. So my mom goes to my dad. We were in Hawaii, like two years old, and my dad was at work. And when he came home, we weren't there. So my mom is like an eminent ghoster. Like, we'll just like block numbers. Like, I've learned that from my mom. Block the number. Anyway. God. It has a consequence yeah on both people that's real though like i mean just like culturally too like the absence of i don't want to bring this to like fathers in in that sense but you know my in my memory uh, parents can ghost their children like my dad who are you is definitely <laughs> who are you talking to <laughs> look no so that's a serious it, thing yeah and, and that carries over and people think that that shit's damn, normal yeah they think if somebody normal. just walks away and walks out of your life, you don't have to deal with the consequences, the emotional consequences of that. And you don't. Yeah, it's, it's real. My my mom, okay, well, my mom goes to my dad, but then my, ghost, my dad goes to me my whole life. So I'm definitely used to, like, uh, That's not a parent normal. just, go, like, literally mm-hmm. in the ghost mode. Like, you hear them one, one year, and then you don't hear from them. And so that's definitely normalized. I'm not, That's normalized behavior for me, that it's okay to not hear from a person for a very, very long time and then talk to them again, and then it's it goes back to how it used to be. And I think I think as a kid, I used to think that was cool that you you know you don't see someone for a while, you don't have any communication, and then you can go back to it. Um, but I think going back to what you mentioned from the very beginning and like detached, like there is something about life in that it requires this this time that you put in, this work that you put in to maintain and to to build and to like nurture. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's not necessarily a, a a positive thing for oneself to be okay with like the ghosting behavior and even in our culture like there's a lot of just the yeah like we don't confront things i feel like with our emotions and different confrontations at work you know what i mean how many times like with a friend even or or a we work ghost situation yeah you and i ghost well, each other yeah we ghost each other that's i guess it's about accountability it's definitely i mean and i sometimes i think but i think we show up for each other it's almost like we there's some space. It's almost like, okay, you can ghost me here because I know like here you're going to show up. And I think there's a dance that yeah. we're maybe playing of like ghosting to a limit because it's like our true nature to ghost. I don't know. It's my true nature to ghost. So, Does it hurt your feelings when I ghost you? No, because deep down I know you're my friend and you love me. So like I've, I've, it's convinced in my brain like I don't need to worry there. There's no doubt about it. Um, and I think that also goes to, you know, I've convinced myself, someone like my dad, okay, yeah, he's ghosted me, but at the end of the day, he's my dad, so it's okay. But I know how that behavior can carry over into an intimate relationship with someone where I can now convince myself that them not being present or me not being present is okay. And I've definitely had that in relationships, even friendships perhaps, where I can be very detached and definitely do some ghosting behavior that probably I'm not even conscious of or realize that it's like, it's I'm ghosting this person. Mm. You feel me? Like, 
like even creating a pattern. Like I can tend to be a person who from the beginning, like a friendship or or whatever it is, I, I put a lot of energy into it. And eventually I will pull back no matter what. And some could see this as a go- like part of that ghosting behavior as well, um, yeah. Because you you otherwise you would confront painful truths, yeah. or just the, the the act of like yeah expressing and like working through something. I think re- I'm relating kind of like you know not having someone there or being used to them. Yeah, someone's not present, so you don't get to confront this other part, right? Like on the other spectrum of ghosting <laughs> is what the power situation where you so act both people are empowered y- yes i don't think the other part of ghosting is that one person's empowered it's you give the opportunity for for, for both, both people to be empowered yes, correct. correct and to share in like the resolution mm-hmm. i think that that's was that's the best thing mm-hmm. is that you just need to offer yourself and the other person a resolution absolutely um all right well maturity man would you have these co- would I be having these conversations at 20 something I think I would be but man we were just talking about how we you as young we're not taught yeah how to be humans <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we're not taught how to be good humans in front our feelings we're not given examples and encouragement to be our best selves. I mean, some people are, some and people you guys are, are yeah. like, don't listen to this podcast. Well, but statistics <laughs> say, you know, how much divorce is in the is in the home? Like, how much conflict do we see in the world, really? Like, how much non-resolution do we see, right? Like, conflict resolution is not necessarily, like, a popular class in college. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. like, a required one, and I don't think it's in high school. I don't think it's in elementary school, per se. You know, and this is essentially what I mean, essentially, right? Conflict resolution in the sense of being able to talk or peace resolution. I think the first thing is being able to honor your truth, right? Mm -hmm. This is how I feel. Yeah. And it's okay that I feel this way and I'm able to share it with this person and still feel safe, still feel lovable, still feel have faith in the future, still Mm -hmm. feel like an honest, good person still feel like I, I, me, me being honest and speaking my truth. I can't always say that I feel all of those things are included in my honesty. You know, if I'm being honest, that means that I'm being a bad person. If I'm being honest, that means that, you know, I may not be safe. If I'm being honest, then, you know, not as liked. I'm not lovable. lovable. I'm not liked. Yeah, or th- which goes to me, for me, it's being a bad person. I'm a bad yeah. girl. For me saying I don't want to work with you anymore, I'm a bad girl. I feel like this has a lot to do with culture and gender. Like like yeah. in our in our culture, yeah. our society, we're so, yeah. where women are supposed to yeah. be good girls. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I've always wanted to impress people and make them happy and show off that I'm the good girl. And like, yep. I want you to like me. I want to satisfy you. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't want to disappoint you. you. Yeah, I want you to be comfortable i think there's also this space of like if i don't confront it um like by confronting it i'm gonna make you uncomfortable i don't know and it's it's avoidance right Mm -hmm. and in some weird way we think we're protecting people's feelings and at the same time it's very sadistic and it's very egotistical because there's something about there's something about not confronting it so you do leave someone wondering you do have more power 
No, you're not empowered. That's well, you not think, what power is. No, well, you think. This is what I'm or, saying. Like, you think you, you th- are empowered. You just think that you're off the hook. Yeah, like, but, but the, like, I mean, I feel like ego, we can all relate to that, right? Yeah. There's something about that that gives us power. I, I imagine that the guys, I don't want to say all guys do this, but some of the guys and women that have ghosted, that there's some power wrapped in that, right? And some ego in that. Like, I'm not going to talk to them. Forget about it. In a sick, distorted way. It's not Abs- reality. Absolutely. It's not reality. Absolutely. So I think that another way uh, we gave the accountability spectrum. So you guys can go on estaperel.com or just Google a relationship accountability spectrum. And again, she she gives these passive and then active ways in which we can part um, and why and what may be at the root of our choices and we make if we're going to ghost or be ice or simmering mm. and why we kind of avoid being powerful and doing a power parting. But she also offers some really great um, beginnings to a powerful parting. And you guys can fill them in. So if you decide that you no longer want to see somebody... Um, again, this is not just for intimate romantic relationships. This could be for family members in your life that you feel like, hey, it's become a toxic relationship. It's Well, you just brought, you just made me remember, I had to do this with my last job. I yeah. had to, it was the opposite of ghosting. I had to like say all the things. Yep. I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. I talked about it with my coach yep. and I knew what the outcome was going to be, but I still had to go and say everything how I felt and even request something I knew I wasn't going to get mm-hmm. and even give the, you know, put all my feelings about yep. it. My Good disappointment. See, my you, this is a skill actually, you've been practicing. You guys, you're about to get the fuck out of here. You about teach that. this course. You know what I'm saying? I said, you're going to give me that $80,000. <laughs> and they said, no, we not. <laughs> Bye. And I said, okay, well, you need to do this. <laughs> well, okay. Well, okay. Well, well, anyway, well, <laughs> listen to this leadership. So... Um, so yeah, but it can be very hard. That was the hardest thing I had to do Mm -hmm. this. That was one of the hardest things I had to do this year. And I had to be coached on Mm -hmm. it. Like before the meeting in the sense of when you know that you're not going to get the outcome you want. That was the hardest part. Well, these people aren't going to get the outcome that they want. They're not going to get the outcome they want. So I think the hardest part about that is like going in detached, like without the, needing anything on the other side and knowing that it's going to be pain that you're going to be met with (sighs) and that's powerful and that's how you live right Mm, that is growth yeah that is life right i did that do that y'all y'all go request like a lot of money at work and then like not get it well also (laughs) most importantly request support like for people that understand how you're feeling how 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 can i say this What's the right way to mm-hmm. say this? Practice saying it. Write it down. Don't go just off the top of your dome. Yeah. Think about how Write you're going out. to yeah. pyro- powerfully and with integrity and honesty and most important, kindness. Get yourself an accountability coach to also hear you. Like I had to recite what I was going to say over and over and I had someone listen to the tone and listen yep. to me in it. And there was even parts in like when I would demand money, my tone would go down. Mm-hmm. And even that moment of, you know, just practice that conversation of confronting it and hear if you quiver, mm-hmm. hear if you, if your ears get warm, yep. like feel it, listen to your body. Yeah. And then don't do it. 
No, and then do <laughs> it. And it's how you do That's life. That's living. <laughs> You're doing it. That is living. It's growing up, you guys. It is. That's what you feel. All of it is to say what, say how you feel, even though you're scared, is to say what you want, even though you're not going to get it. Let's bring this in the workplace, you guys. Like, how many, have you like ghosted in the workplace? Have you ghosted like confronting Mm -hmm. someone in the workplace? Ghosted an opportunity to talk to your boss, even about a job? Like, you can ghost a job opportunity. Definitely. People can email you, especially for for creatives or people that offer services. You can definitely not respond to an email, not respond to a job offer, not respond to... Yes. Or what about on the flip side when someone ghosts you and then you take it the step further? So there's a whole other aspect of this. You ghost somebody, but now they go and reach out and they find a way to get in, get in and like, you're not going to ghost me. Like yeah. there's a whole nother angle of that, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, that's enough, another su- subject of how do you get over being ghosted? Do mm-hmm. you push forward? Do mm-hmm. you try to get that person to affirm your worth? Do you demand clarity? Right. I don't know. Right. But the, the, listen to this. So these are some offerings from Esther Perel for you to begin the conversation or begin your graceful, kind exit. Thank you for what I've experienced with you. This is what I take with me from you, dot, dot, dot. This is what I want you to take with you from me, dot, dot, dot. This is what I wish for you henceforth. You know what I mean? Now I feel like people have done this to me, and I'm like, oh, was this you breaking <laughs> up with me? Oh, I thought this was just you telling me something on a Monday. Ugh. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Joe? Would you say that to somebody? Yeah, this is yeah. what I would say. Thank you for what I've experienced with you. But you're broke. <laughs> and I can't live like this anymore. <laughs> Thank you. But this <laughs> is what I take from you. Not a goddamn thing. I need to move on before it ends up being a child. I'm dead. <laughs> exactly, because this is good. <laughs> I know. This is what I want you to take from me. How to figure out your triggers and wounds. So that you can be a better man, probably to a white woman. <laughs> okay, because but that's what y'all ever do any goddamn way. You, this is facts. I would <laughs> definitely say this. We do all this goddamn work. I would say work. all this just and so you just, can go with Jenny on the block. Right <laughs> you just go and do with yep, a white go woman. Go have your coffee, baby, and go live in Paris together. <laughs> I wish you well. <laughs> I think that person you talk about didn't go to Paris in Italy. Saying? I rock. You I rock. It is <laughs> just leave your ass for yes. a white girl. What would you say? Can you think of one? This is what I wish for you. Henceforth. Mm. Oh. Do not call me anymore. Oh, I wish you continued to date that white girl in secret <laughs> and rap about dope black women. Oh. <laughs> you are the greatest rapper in the world. See? I'm not Wait, this, this is not spicy. This I'm is, just kidding. That's not that's how not, you... Right, that's go, just ignore everything that we had just said. <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. See, this is, Sagittarius is cannot start this path. We it has cannot. to be like a Pisces or a... Yeah, Lini. My sister would be really good at this. I love you so much. You are so great. Um, but our paths just do not fall in the same direction anymore. Um, I want you, you to take from me like... All of the good times mm-hmm. and my laughter. There's a crystal for you. I Here's, drew this picture for you. Oh. You remember that night we met? Yeah. I'll never forget that. 
Just kidding, I forgot. What's your name? <laughs> Here's my boyfriend. I've Here's been hooking my- out with him for the past year. <laughs> I don't even like you. I stopped liking you the third time we had sex. <laughs> oh, I already let you move in. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Because I don't want to be alone. Oh. It's nice to come to you at 5 o'clock at night and hang out with you until we fall asleep. Right? That's what... That's, I think, what a lot of y'all would really want to say, but mm. it's okay. And you think ghosting is protecting them from your feelings because you were shitty from the very beginning. Well, you no, have you been weren't shit. It's a high two. They I'm weren't. Sh- it's not shitty no? to feel those things. It's shitty to feel those things and not tell somebody. I disagree. It's still. not shitty to have sex with somebody on the third date. Be like, yo, actually, I'm not feeling this. That's nothing wrong with that. Why do you have to like somebody? Because I think deep down they knew that in the first place, so they, but they just wanted to try it. You nigga knew that in the first place that <laughs> you wanted to try. How many of y'all out there will hook up with a person and you really know that y'all ain't going nowhere, but you still gonna hook up with them because you know sexually it's gonna be a good time or you're down or those three drinks just are making you not really care that much? Hmm. We'll put that in our next stories to see how many of y'all are out here just. I'm just seriously seeing how it goes. That ain't living. You, you know, that we ain't in living. 2020, we got a lot of people in these polygy, polyamorous, poly, polygamies, polygots. I don't know what these folks are doing. Okay, I don't think you should bring polygamists into this because polygamists are actually very intentional about who they well, expert ones are and i would love to interview you because i'm fascinated about your entire community well you can listen to our podcast i'll give you the next episode where we did interview a local polygamist really a polyamory person she's not a polygamist a person that uh, child for how many, how many years though yeah, uh, it might be like two or three years that's not a long time it's long enough i don't think so no, you be in a relationship for two or three years to see if that's enough for you. That's like dating somebody who's only been dating for two years compared to dating somebody who's been dating for like 20 years. Although you can be a great person in only two years. Right. There's shitty daters who've been dating for 10 years. So you have listened to Around the Way Curls podcast about ghost niggas. And side two's personal identity. So if you still want to date me or marry me, (laughs) be the father of my child. Black Dragon Breakfast. (laughs) Side two, thank you for coming through on the clutch. Thank Thank you you. for sharing very deep parts of yourself. There are many people that feel the same way. I'm put together, you all. Like, seriously, I definitely opened up. It felt very comfortable after Shanti fed me a bagel. <laughs> I opened up, That's right? <laughs> this is why I ghost, because I open up so quick. I'm so free-spirited. <laughs> I told you everything. Gosh. I haven't dated in, like, a year. That's good. Because <laughs> I love everyone. Take your time. Maybe I am a polyamorous person, and I'm afraid of that. No, I'm not. Maybe you are. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Maybe it's the animal in my Sagittarius nature. No, don't try to make the animal into this. Oh, see, that's that's see? the racism that gets you, that you think <laughs> animalistic is some savage type shit. Is it, though? It's no. not. Mm-mm. But I think that also is cultural, too. The Wow Wow Women. You know the book. You know the book? Women Who Run With Wolves? Yeah. Is that what the fuck it's called? Cause that's cause that book will put you. That book is beautiful, and she talks about the wild, not mm-hmm. in a not in the sense that. I think that there has been the connotation that wild women are disobedient, mm-hmm. out of control, loose yes. sexually, whores with tattoos on Absolutely. their chest. Absolutely, 
But in actuality, wild women are extremely in touch with themselves, extremely in touch with their intuition, extremely Mm. in touch with the nature of things. Not just like nature, like Mm. white women doing their shit, but like the nature of things and energy. And I think that that's what the divine feminine is all about. I think that that's the kind of energy that we all are seeking and wanting to get closer to. Absolutely. And that's what I think we as women should embrace that wild side, that side that's fearless. Yes. That uh, side that's not scared to be ourselves, to speak our truth, to know our truth, to live in our to truth. Learn how to do that. That's, that's exactly. How yeah, you no, do it's that un- and still protect yourself and mm. be safe and 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 not be pr- become prey because you are exploring and learning to be in that space. I think the closer we are to that wildness, the more the more protected we are, the more clearly you can see. And that's what she talks about. You should read it. It's a whole bunch of goddamn stories in it. You'd be surprised. Everybody's like, oh, I can't wait to read women who... What the fuck is this story time book? Why is she talking about rags and shit? <laughs> why is she talking about rag dolls? I don't know what she's talking about. I read that and I was mm-hmm. like, come on now, girl. Why are we talking... This is a whole nother topic too. I know. Because I feel like off. black women really... Like talking about being wild in America that's and being a black woman is a whole nother conversation. And I definitely don't feel like I can be a wild black woman in Philadelphia. Maybe when I was in Hawaii... But the, every time you say so that, I'm you cringing. Wow. I cringe when you say that. Like I don't really show my cleavage out in Philly. Like I haven't Why shown my cleavage in the past wild, couple of years. I think it's interesting that you think wild has to do with sexuality. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, because maybe because I'm already there's a part of me that's already very open and wild in so many ways. You try and be a freak in these man. streets and these sheets. My phone number is. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I think that, that that's something that we should explore. Sahitu will be on our next episode <laughs> as we explore wild women and black <laughs> myths. Yes. The myth of the black wild woman. What does it mean to be wild? In 2020, does it mean you date white men? Oh no! I bitch! I just told you what it meant. I just gave a whole dissertation of what wild means. You still talking about writer? Clean bitch. She's a writer. It means I date a black man from Africa. It means that you date all of them. It means that you do what I want. Yeah, you know yourself. You can't do what you want as a black woman in America. Says who? (sighs) Says these social constructs, guys. Says these nuts. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to meet me in person? <laughs> Come to us December 15th. Meet Hai too. Yes, we'll have Our some yoga. Cool. Um, we're going to stop ghosting each other. I'm just going to say hi to I'm not coming. That's nice of you. I'm going to do the same. Are you? Mm. I thought you were going to ghost me today. <laughs> I thought about it. I thought <laughs> I thought I literally thought about ghosting her and I said, "You don't. You sh- don't do that." Don't ghost her. And so then I said I would be there an hour and a half later. So that was my way of ghosting her was saying that. So I would be like, okay, no, never yeah, then mind. She, and then she was like, well, don't rush. <laughs> <laughs> so then I got here out a half an hour later and then she made me wait another half an hour. But it was cool. You know, it's ex- we're actually like we giving each other space. I give you space because I know that you're always, well, I'm always going to come running after you. So, Thank or you. that when you need me, I'll be there. But like when you need me to do some other shit, I'm like, yeah, yeah she's not really there. there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I wonder how important this podcast is. But then to be <laughs> honest, I thought about Antoinette. Ah! And so I genuinely was like, mm, nope, 
we got to do it. <laughs> Can't disappoint Antoinette. If Shanti's doing this podcast, we got to get this It's done. so interesting. Antoinette and I, I, I um, did the pattern. Mm. You have the pattern? Mm-hmm. Why are you going to be my friend? I asked to be your friend on the pattern. Oh, I deleted the app and now I'm on a different app called um, CoStar. Okay. Well, you heard about that one? I, I get my it, app, CoStar. All right. Internet and I are um, on there, and it says shit like with Internet, you feel a certain accountability to her, <laughs> you Does feel really? a certain t- overbearing. <laughs> Those are facts. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what you trying to say? Scared of Internet? Internet scared Shanti. Shanti has to be good for internet. But you know what? I think that's beautiful, though. Like, friendships need to be about accountability. So, who holds Antoinette accountable? Shanti. No, I, do I? Who? Not, not, I'm not saying you do. I'm saying who holds Antoinette accountable? Because if Antoinette's holding you accountable. Antoinette so holds herself accountable to the point of. She's a queen. Too much. <laughs> She's a freaking queen. I don't know, but we should do an episode of Antoinette and I's pattern on there and get in a fight. I'll fuck Antoinette up, though. Fuck Antoinette. Just kidding. I love her. I'm scared of you. We love Antoinette. We love you, Antoinette. We hope you're better. Yes, feel better. Send her um, love. I'm so proud. Like, shout out to Antoinette, who was sick and took some time off from work so that she could get better rather than being on this phone. Good for her. Talking that raspy shit into what the and what other country is she traveling to next year she's going to ghana at the of end of the year see there we go of course she's trying to get free of dark trying i want to go to ghana ghana's right by ethiopia actually it is not oh that's that Kenya. was embarrassing <laughs> i'm gonna cut that off <laughs> now nobody can take anything you say seriously, <laughs> seriously like get your dumb friend off the podcast we're done with her Ghana's right by Ethiopia. <laughs> Ghana's right by Ethiopia in um in the state of Africa. <laughs> Country of the earth. You already know, y'all. <laughs> it's late. That's what it is. And no, it's also because I don't care, you guys. I'll be y'all myself. niggas don't know your geography yet. <laughs> <laughs> y'all don't know. Y'all ain't even y'all been there even yet. Know huh? where it came, where East Look, Af- name four I'm East Ethiopian. African countries. Look. Name four East African countries. Somalia. <laughs> Eritrea, Tenesteling, I'm going to say Ganala. Yeah, those are the couple um, Hadic words I know. What's up, Shout y'all? out to the Habesha girls. Habesha, Habesha. I'm shaking my shoulders right now. All right, enough of this. Um, Thank you so much. Next week, Internet will be back, and we will be talking about, maybe we'll be talking about uh, Slim and Queen, Queen and Slim, the new fitness movie that's out. Um, y'all better watch this and listen to this and make comments. Oh, yeah, that's another thing that if Antoinette would do if she were here. Please rate, comment, and subscribe. It helps boost our visibility on Apple iTunes. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Apple iTunes. Um, Play this in the car when you're on a road trip with your mother and your dad and your family. It's a great uh, conversation starter. It is a good conversation starter. Yeah, we're good people. We have good hearts. We're not wild. We don't have tattoos on our, our shirts. What are you talking about? We're not fucking whores. You can take us home to your mother, please. Aside, <laughs> we really need to unpack your fear of being wild <laughs> and read an excerpt. For, for Also, I would love for women who run with wolves, for those that have read the book, um, what do y'all think? What's your favorite story? What have you taken away from it? And how salty were you that it was a bunch of children's stories? Oh, oh, oh. 
I didn't know that. See, you I have the book and book I didn't up. read. Remember that. <laughs> I don't read that much. All right. Thank you so much, Hi2. Uh, one more time. Bye-bye. Bye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good. So right, hung as I was wrong. Always thought you'd be by my side, mama. Now you're gone.